The Social Security Administration announced wide-ranging changes to its telework policy earlier this week. The details of those changes depend on your organization within SSA and whether you're in a bargaining unit or what bargaining unit you're in. Now, this announcement comes after the agency canceled telework for some 12,000 operations employees and some tough criticism from Congress. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to explain what's new with telework. Nicole, what do we know about the changes and who they will impact this time around? Well, Tom, we know that the Social Security Administration spoke with employees and unions on Monday about a really wide variety of changes that they wanted to make to their telework policies. And we know that these changes will go into effect March 2nd across the board. But the details beyond that are really specific, and it all depends on where you work, who your bargaining unit, what your bargaining unit is. And honestly, it seems like there might even be some discrepancies based on region, what part of the component you have, what job you have. So the details, I think, are still a little bit fuzzy here. And part of that is because SSA told the press a little after noon on Monday that it would be announcing changes, didn't specify necessarily what the changes were. And then, from what we can tell, went to the unions and essentially said the same thing, saying we're going to be announcing telework changes. Uh, Supervisors will be meeting with groups of employees about these changes union officials are invited to come. So on Monday afternoon, I think there was this scramble to find out, wait, what exactly is Social Security proposing for who, what, etc. We do have a few details on some of the telework changes at this point, but I think we're going to see more as the week goes on. It sounds like maybe they're trying to take a fine-grained approach so it won't look as if they're eliminating telework totally, because I think telework opportunity is still the law of the land. And so maybe they're trying to circumvent Congress or some future legislation by not banning it, but just fine-tuning it to death. Well, you brought up Congress, Tom, and in the 2020 omnibus bill, minibus, one of the bills, uh, Congress actually urged the Social Security Administration to reinstate telework for the operations employees that it had canceled the program for back this past fall. So SSA did have some pressure from Congress to look at its telework policies and to fine tune it. However, I think if you're an operations employee, based on what we're hearing so far, you might not be too excited by what SSA is proposing. We have heard that operations employees at headquarters and regional offices, for example, they previously had no telework based on this October or November decision. Now we're hearing that they'll get one day per pay period back. However, if you're at an operations teleservice center, a payment center, uh, one of the field offices, you will not have telework and you're not getting any sort of telework arrangement back. And again, it really varies depending on where you are within the agency. Employees Employees within SSA's Office of Quality Review we're hearing we'll see an across-the-board, one-day-a-week change to their telework arrangements. So, for example, if That's you work— twice as much as the others. So, for example, if you worked three—if you teleworked three days a week, you'd be cut to two. If you teleworked two days a week, you'd be cut to one. So it's just an across-the-board, we're docking you one telework day. We're also hearing some discrepancies within the Office of Hearing Operations as well, 
legal assistance within an American Federation of Government Employees bargaining unit will be allowed to telework one day per every two-week pay period, which, you know, AFGE said previously they were allowed to spend up to three days a week teleworking. But decision writers within an AFGE bargaining unit will see no change to their telework arrangements. So a really wide range of things going on here. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, so you really need a spreadsheet to keep track of all of these changes. And I imagine the reactions have not been positive, especially from the unions. No, the the reactions have not been positive. And the American Federation of Government Employees, I think, has been most vocal about this because it's their members that had telework canceled last year and their members who may see some changes here, but not all of them. And, you know, I spoke with uh, Rich Couture, who is the spokesman for SSA bargaining units under AFGE. He wears a couple different hats at this point. He says the issue isn't about managerial flexibility. It's a matter, it's a matter of actually managing an office. He says there are ways of doing that. There are ways of maximizing telework and managing your employees at the same time. And he says, look, you know, we didn't really hear about the business needs for a lot of these changes He says this is all about an administration that doesn't believe in telework and is trying any way possible to get rid of it. I reached out as well to Senators Ben Cardin and Chris Van Hollen, who were among the lawmakers that were really vocal uh, about the SSA telework changes last year, and they didn't necessarily have much uh, positive to say at this point. They acknowledged that a lot of the details were sparse. They said they were discouraging And they urged Social Security to really reconsider its plans. And this is an issue they're going to monitor pretty closely. And for the unions, this comes against this backdrop of generally sour labor relations because of the difficulty in negotiating their new bargaining agreements and also issues about office space for the union and for official time. So it's all part of a kind of peace that the unions are not thrilled with. I think that's right. And I think the other piece of this, though, is what bargaining unit you're a part of, what union you're a member of. If you're a member of the National Treasury Employees Union, I think your situation is a little bit different. I reached out to NTEU and they said that their attorneys, decision writers and others within their bargaining units, about 2,100 people within SSA's Office of Hearing Operations, they said generally most of them aren't going to see a change to their telework agreements. And that's because NTEU, when they finalized their bargaining agreement with SSA late last year, the impasses panel, the Federal Service impasses panel, came in and weighed in on this telework issue specifically. And they said NTEU would be allowed to keep its current telework arrangements because the agency hadn't provided enough justification to change it otherwise. Interesting. So that justification doesn't exist for anyone else's changes. But those groups didn't get it into their collective bargaining agreements in time. So with AFGE, it was a different situation. When they were finalizing their bargaining agreement, what happened there was an article slipped into that contract that said, ultimately, it is up to deputy commissioners to decide what telework arrangements will continue and how and all of the details. And that's exactly what we're seeing here is deputy commissioners deciding how they would like to change telework. That's really putting the chicken's neck on the block. I guess you could say that, sure. And what happens next? Is this the law of the land, or so to speak, for SSA? I think we're going to see more documents, more things written down describing what these changes actually are. A lot of employees reached out to us this past week, Tom, and a lot of them said, look, you know, we haven't seen anything written down about this. We've heard that's coming. 
but only what they've heard so far is what managers have told them in verbal meetings. And so I think there's more to come on this. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.